Hundreds of RVs have appeared outside of Google's Mountain View headquarters in California over the past few months. Now the city wants to ban them. Mountain View, the epicenter of the Silicon Valley tech boom, is undergoing a rise in the cost of living and therefore experiencing a rise in homelessness. Today I'm talking to Alistair Barr, the Bloomberg editor who wrote the story about Mountain View's RV camp. Alistair, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about these RVs. In December, police found that almost 300 of them were being used as a primary residence in Mountain View. So who's to blame? I think there's a combination of entities to blame here. Google and other tech companies, indirectly at least, have really pushed up the cost of housing in the area. That's one. That's one person to blame. But then, then it's as usual. It's it's all of us who live around here. So it's the local governments, uh, Mountain View, city, and and residents in general who, you know, haven't really done enough to to either allow or, or straight up build affordable housing, so everyone can af- afford to live around here. And who are the people who are living in these RVs? They're a mix of people. So I met um, one one person who is a Google contractor, so she works as a security guard on Google's campus, but she's technically paid by another outsourcing contracting firm. Uh, she's she's training to be a firefighter in doing evening classes in San Francisco, um, and uh, it's, it's crazy, actually. She, she rents her RV for $800 a month, which is just crazy. And, you know, she was living in Atlanta before this, and she was renting a townhouse for a thousand dollars a month, so even even the RVs are expensive around here. Um, so that, there's people like that. Then there's uh, another person I met who he's married, and he, he and his wife live very near Google's campus, and and the wife works for a big drug development company, and they he's a Lyft driver right now, but he's been in IT for years, so they pull in about hundred thousand dollars a year in in combined income, and and even they can't can't afford to live in 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 the area. And then, you know, it goes all the way down to, you know, there are are obviously people who, you know, maybe have struck struck on hard times and don't have a job and are are doing it instead of, for instance, living on the street. Um, So it it runs the gamut. And you said, you know, paying for it, it's $800 a month. It's not like this is super cheap housing. And there's such a juxtaposition with having these driverless cars driving by these RVs. How, you know, how does that kind of apply to the lifestyle in San Francisco and how things are being gentrified and income inequality and that sort of thing. Yeah, that was really jarring. So I was with um, the local Mountain View police officer and we were looking at a um, a particular RV that was leaking sewage onto the street and he was telling the residents off for that and then, and then yeah, a self-driving car drove past. So I think that's the most jarring thing. Uh, when a colleague from, who was from New York visited recently, he was he was saying how how shocking it is because you don't, when you think about Silicon Valley, that's not what you think about. So there's real, there's real disparities in how people are living very close to each other, um, and you know that's only got worse. I would say, especially in the last five years since since uh, you know Google really started ramping up hiring and Facebook arrived and ramped up hiring. It's just the you know the supply demand um, balance between the housing and the people who need it has, has really got out of whack. Right. And I mean, this is obviously highlighting income inequality because you have people walking into these tech jobs and you were saying even a Google contractor lived in the RV. But what has that been like just setting the scene in this RV camp of people kind of going into their jobs at the Google 
office in Mountain View and these people, you know, living in these RVs that are their homes, what does that look like? Can you set the scene a little bit? Yeah, so the, the Google's campus, if you've never seen it before, is in is in a kind of light industrial park that's surrounded by some beautiful redwoods, and, and um, it's right near the bay. It's very, very, very pretty, and you know, there's there's great. It's great place to work for for full-time employees for sure. Um, and then literally maybe 100 yards, 150 yards away from that um, there are these little little local streets that weave in and out of the, these Google offices um, that spread out around that and there's you know you'll find on one street there'll be 15 vans on another street there'll be five and then another street there'll be maybe seven or eight and uh, they're you know the they're usually white and, and brown if anyone's watched um, Breaking Bad it, they, they often look a lot like that 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 RV um, and the, the the blinds are drawn because obviously the residents don't don't want some privacy, and and if they haven't moved for a while, there's um, leaves and other detritus on the on the um, windshield wipers. So it, it's strange that w- when you walk around or drive around, you don't notice it because you don't know what to look for. But when you start to know what to look for, they're 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 not everywhere, but they're almost everywhere. I would say. So will the Mountain View police actually kick these people out? Yeah, I was talking to the the sergeant who I spent a, a day or an afternoon with driving around with him knocking on RV doors. And actually right now he's kind of, one of his jobs right now is to knock on doors and say, do you know that there's an overnight parking ban that's coming? It's not clear exactly when that's going to kick in, but um, he's already warning people. Um, and so at that point, then in, in theory, they can, they, they'll, the police officers will be able to tow these vehicles if, if they find if they find they've you know been in the same place overnight. So I suppose one solution will be, well, I was going to say they would just move. Right now they right now they move around a little bit, um, so they don't look like they're they're you know living in these things. But actually, you know, they won't be able to park at all overnight. So I think really the only the only practical thing to do is to go to another town. And that hasn't enacted these things, but that that kind of process has already happened, whereby some other towns have banned this type of thing already, and then people have come to Mountain View because it hadn't cracked down. But now, of course, it is. So there, there are going to be. I mean, to be honest, I, nobody I spoke to had a <laughs> had an answer. They're just hoping that they're going to muddle through. So where will these people go? What are the permits like for RV spaces in California? There are RV parks for sure. Um, but again, it's a question of space. So you, if you have a, you know, an open area that's near Google or Facebook, um, that you can, you could in theory build an office there and rent that for a great deal of money. Um, or you could build some fancy houses or apartments for, for rich tech workers there. So you're, I don't think you'll get the incentive to build more RV parks is not there. And the RV parks that are around are already packed full and um, there, there are also some mobile home parks nearby as well and, and what, one in particular a couple of years ago was threatened with development and, and actually the, the residents and, and Mountain View managed to save that one but, but again those things are packed to the gills when you drive past there's an RV park maybe maybe 20 minutes north of Mountain View um, right by the bay and that thing is jammed to the gills. And where have we seen something like this happen before? Um, I think in, Ama- in Amazon's case, uh, there's, there's something related to that, which is in Seattle. So, so Amazon 
came there many years ago and, and actually redeveloped uh, a really rundown area of Seattle and made, and made it a really vibrant place, which was really positive. But then it's now, now as as the company's got even bigger, the, the again the same issues have arisen, which is everything. It costs so much to live there, and 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 regular people who don't work in the tech industry are being pushed out. And you know that caused a major backlash in Seattle. And I think the the city um, was trying to do a um, a per employee head type tax on 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 companies including Amazon and they were they were going to funnel that into affordable housing and Amazon Amazon threatened to leave and and part of that plan was to um to go to New York obviously which which that failed but they are going they are going elsewhere and um the, the city of Seattle actually backed down after Amazon threatened that so clearly there's not really anything that Mountain View can really learn from Seattle or do you feel like there's some kind of wisdom that can be taken from how that was handled I think that the will that there is a political will in Mountain View to to deal with the larger problems. So they, there are some plans that have been put in place for more affordable housing now. It's just that it that that probably should have happened, you know, five years ago because it takes a while to get these things passed and then actually get them built. So they're 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 running very very behind this issue right now. Um, and then you know Google Google itself has kind of quietly been supporting affordable housing efforts for, for quite a long time. It's certainly in their interest to do that. But but really the 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 problem when it comes down to it is if you let's say let's say Google gave a billion dollars for affordable housing in Mountain View and gave a bunch of land and said right we're going to build 20,000 units um, for a very very affordable housing. Problem is the residents. Who live who live near there currently? A lot of these people don't want poor people moving to their area, and, and I suspect there would be a there would be a backlash against that. And indeed, in some cases, where where in other parts of Silicon Valley, where where that type of thing has been proposed, you know, some of those some of those local meetings have got very 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 tense, and people have complained about it. And you said in your story that the issue has come up in Google meetings. So how is the company taking action, if they're taking action at all? So mainly what they do, um, they don't like to speak out directly on this type of issue, um, but they do encourage, quietly encourage employees, if employees agree that there should be more affordable housing, to, to, to the employees should speak out, especially the people who live in Mountain View. Um, and then they've also given given quite a lot of money um, to other organizations that are pushing for this. So uh, one one organization that I mentioned in the story is Destination Home, and they're, they're specifically focused in the Santa Clara County, which is where Mountain View is. Um, and Google gave a million dollars to them. They've given 1.5 million to some other groups. And then they've they funded um, the building of quite a small affordable housing project, I think with with um, 67 units relatively recently. And then the, the one to really mention is a much bigger development that they're investing in, uh, which is called North Bayshore. And that would add, I think, at least 2,000 living units. And, and I think 20% of those would be would be affordable housing. Um, that destination home group doesn't think that's enough. But, but if that happened, it's not not been passed yet, but if that happened, I think that would certainly help. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you for reading. Now turning to other news from today. Former White House counsel Don McGahn defied a congressional subpoena Tuesday by declining to testify before the House Judiciary Committee at the direction of the White House. Let me be clear. This committee will hear Mr. McGahn's testimony, even if we have to go to court to secure it. We will not allow the president to prevent the American people from hearing from this witness.
Theresa May promised a bold new Brexit offer and has put forward a spectacular one, giving members of Parliament the option to vote for a second referendum, if they back her deal first. Here's a clip from her speech. I've also listened carefully to those who've been arguing for a second referendum. I've made my own view on this clear on many, time, many times. I do not believe this is a route that we should take because I think we should be implementing the result of the first referendum, not asking the British people to vote in a second one. Hundreds of protests are happening around the country this week to fight against the abortion bans. A handful of 2020 candidates also joined in on the protests. Here's what Kirsten Gillibrand said outside of the Supreme Court. Women are being ignored. How do you feel when you are being ignored? You will not be ignored and you will fight for your rights. You will fight for your voice in this democracy. You will take back this democracy. You will put your power into your hands and you will fight back. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and if you like listening to us, please head over to iTunes and write a review to let us know what you think. I'm Alexis Benvenisti. You can follow me on Twitter at APBenven, and you can get all of your latest TikTok updates 24-7 on Twitter.